I mean, I think that, you know, even though I was thinking about this when you said this, like I work more now than I ever did when I was employed. Um, but make sure you're doing something that you're passionate about, no matter if you are in an entrepreneurial um, place like we are, whether you are working a nine to five, whatever it is that you are doing, make sure that the thing that you're doing the majority of the day makes you happy because if you're miserable, it goes, it goes out everywhere else. And, you know, I'm very lucky that I do what I love every single day um, because that's what I think is part of the success. If you are not passionate and you're, then how are you supposed to be driven in something? Right. So my takeaway, I guess, is, you know, keep, keep your head up, pay attention to yourself, find something you're passionate in doing and, hopefully you can also be successful in it as well enough where it actually helps you with the rest of your life. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Our guests today immersed themselves into the roller coaster of an entrepreneurial lifestyle only five short years ago. Greg and Katie are married, retired nine to fivers who run two full service spas and sell commercial insurance. They enjoy spending their days with their 12 year old soccer star daughter, Ava Lynn, and their zoo of cats and dogs. Greg, Katie, and Ava also enjoy snowboarding in the winter, visiting their favorite New England spots in the summer and traveling whenever possible, whether it be for business, sports, or leisure. They are truly a family that's constantly on the go. Greg and Katie Kiss share with Robert and Noel the blessings of starting their own business and how their growth has created opportunities for them to partner together. They are all about creating experiences for their clients. They create culture with their team, which helps them to be a place that people want to work. They are also passionate about serving people and giving them an experience with each visit. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Well, Greg and Katie, thanks you so much for jumping on the show today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So we start each episode just sharing your entrepreneurial journey and what's led you to the impact you're making in the world. So we'll start there and see where it goes. That's for you. That's for me. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> she so, started it. So I started it uh, back in 2017 and um, I've been in the spa industry and wellness industry for about 15 years now. Uh, I got my start as a massage therapist in, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the year that I started, but I started a while ago. And um, I first got involved in a chiropractic office and a massage therapy office. And then I jumped into spa industry and my cousin and I worked together at that spa for a number of years. And she had been, well, now she's about 25 years now as a massage therapist and esthetician. We decided we could do it better. So we left our jobs on a whim and uh, jumped into our own business and now, fast forward five years later, here we are. So we started in 2017 with Del Sol Spa in Newington, Connecticut. Um, it's about 1,100 square feet, five treatment rooms. Um, and that grew rapidly and very quickly. And so back in 2020, in the middle of COVID, we decided that um, we were going to try to open up a second location 
which is Ileana Spa in Glastonbury, Connecticut. And that is going on, it's just, just celebrated as one year of being open. Um, and that's a 4,200 square foot building. Nice. Uh, so yes, <laughs> rapid growth. Um, and that's going very well, so well that my husband decided to quit his job and jump into the spa industry with us and uh, is currently working on our third location that's going to be opening in 2023 fallish of next year. So that's the quick rundown of what <laughs> we've been doing over here. <laughs> nice. Well, so let's talk about that that journey and, and making that leap into, you know, from obviously massage therapy, you're, you're kind of independent working with your own clients, but then jumping into owning a spa, owning a building, owning a business with employees. It's a different um, world. It's a what, different what were world. some of the challenges in, in making that leap? So for me, um, I, I've always been in management on top of it. So even when I was working before I was a massage therapist, I, it was, I was in fast food and I worked as a, um, as a, um, just in subway and I learned how to do easy managerial tasks. And that was by taking a bunch of high school students and managing them. And I decided if you can manage high school students or kids, <laughs> you can manage anything. Um, so I knew from a young age that I could do that. Um, it was just a matter of finding the direction of what I wanted to do and what I was passionate about. Um, didn't think that it was, it's hard to say because we really were just like, we knew we wanted to do it. We had a good idea and a good structure, but just one day, everything just kind of came together. Uh, the challenges, the first one was we did it in under a month. <laughs> A business model, everything. Yeah, going going from not having anything to, to quitting your job to then opening up a new space completely within a month. Because during that time, obviously, there's no income and there <laughs> there needs to be constantly. So yeah. that was that was a rush. Um, going from hey, I'm quitting my job to hey, my new business is open. Uh, that that was a huge huge challenge. But they they had a really good foundation of people that they brought on. They they've they've been very, 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 very good at hiring. Um, they've got the right type of people in the right positions. Very, it's, you know, they, they've just really been lucky with the, the type of person, with their personalities, with their work ethic, with everything. And we kind of try to really be, be a spot that people want to work instead of people just have to go to the job. We, mm -hmm. we try to really draw people in by that so much that, you know, we're, we're talking about already opening up our third spot and we, we've kind of started to tease tease it on social media. And we've already gotten people that are um, messaging us, emailing us, calling us, saying, hey, when it's open, how can I apply for a job? So yeah. that that right there speaks volumes on just the, the type of environment and, and everything that, that uh, Katie's created at her spaces for the people that work for her and with her. And, and I think that the management aspect from Subway and then I was doing management as, at the massage therapy <clears throat> excuse me, office that I was at kind of helped me build a foundation. And it was really just a matter of the challenges being how do you go from a managing and managing somebody else's vision to executing yours. And somehow we did it in a small amount of time, but we learned a lot in our first location that we have now. It's like we, we're like clockwork. We know exactly what we're doing. But five years ago, I was like, what's what's number one? Well, an LLC. You have to like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> you, know. you know, there's it's a skill to, to have that, to, to find the right people. But then working from the top down to have an environment that people want to be at really mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. I mean, I worked in government, not corporate, but it's, you don't find that. <laughs> it's people... Yeah people want to go to work and you just have to give them those reasons and desire to be there. And that was one of the things that was really important to my business partner. And I was that we, we came from a space and a couple of spaces that we liked a lot of things that they offered and we didn't like a lot of things that they offered. So how do we then take those things and make the right environment for everybody? And part of that 
has helped us, I think, grow so fast because we have longevity in our spaces where spa industry is a very transient um, type of industry. You don't typically see massage therapists, estheticians, and, you know, anybody in that kind of um, industry just staying somewhere for, you know, until retirement. And we've had little to no turnover. I mean, it's only been five years, but it's going that way in such a way that we are well staffed at both locations that we could even advance to a third one. So nice. Yeah, it's been good. So obviously the the connection with your employees is 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 number one in that creating that culture. Um, so how does that impact clientele and and reflect in obviously the only way you keep staff is to have enough clientele to continue paying staff. And so well, they, they, how does that translate into, you know, into business? Oh, it, it does nothing but help. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the amount of uh, just even uh, friends, friends and acquaintances of mine that I've sent to the spas that the first thing they do is they'll send me a text message after that was an amazing experience. And I can just tell that everybody in there actually truly wants to be there, meaning everybody that's working there. So that, that puts just everybody in a good mood, everybody all the time. You know, if you're going to get a premium service, like a, a massage and something that you want to go have a good day and relax, you don't want to go in with somebody that doesn't want to be there anyway, but has to show up because that's what they have to do today. And everybody can tell when you walk into a store, when you walk into anywhere, you can tell if the person behind the counter really enjoys what they're doing or if they're just there because they, they have to pay their rent, which is understandable as well. But if, if you're going for a premium service like this, that's a luxury. It's really nice that the people that work for Katie and with Katie are in such a good environment and they're always are, are genuinely happy, which that passes on to the clients and then the clients want to rebook and they want to continue going there too. So everybody has always complimented us on the space that they've created about just the, the energy in there and how everybody is always in an upbeat, positive mood, which always helps with anything like that. Yeah, that helps the the, the employee retention, but also the client retention. Oh, exactly. The, the clients the clients see it just as much as as we do, and the and the employees do, just by being there and just even you know having conversations in passing. It, it's it's constant. It's kind of like that, you know, like that that cheers kind of feel where everybody knows your name. And it's funny because I have people that come through the doors that I've never seen in a, in a treatment room myself personally, but I know who they are. I know their families, you know, um, and I think that is only reflected when you have longevity of your staff and then longevity of your clients, because that's when you build those relationships. And again, to what he said is why we're able to keep on growing because, you know, we have the set client base now and the set staff. And so now let's keep going so we can meet more people and give more jobs. It's so, all about relationships. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> so obviously you started with a, a vision and a purpose and obviously even accelerated to be able to, to launch in 30 days. Let's talk <laughs> about that vision and the value that, that having a vision carries into that employee engagement. So the employee engagement aspect of it. Um, well, I do. One of my favorite takeaways lately is um, a couple of my staff members come to me for just advice and they look and they've said it many times that it's a mentor thing to them now. Um, you know, how how did you do this and how can I continue to be successful? And so I try my best to, you know, sit down with anybody that asks me and spend the time in any way I can, you know, helping them. And I think that also helps with the retention, but also the fact that they see somebody, you know, I, again, I'm a massage therapist first and foremost. Right. Um, and so I did it. I think it's valuable that other people can see that they can do it too, or be happy in their workspace. Um, I think that the growth with um, with Hush is cool because now my staff is like amped up to see what's going next. And actually, we used to joke around because I'm always on the next thing. And he's like the, all right, he, he's, he's a visionary like I am too. But he's the, okay, but we have this and we need to get this done first, Katie. And then we can go to the next thing. And I think it's a good blend because I'm always on to the next thing, thinking about growth, thinking about developing looking at everything as a whole as to how to keep that. And he's the one that's just like grounding and like, okay, but 
this is what we're going to do X, Y, and Z. So we maintain success and quality in the workspace, which has been right. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, every entrepreneur, every business person, every leader needs to support and needs a team. It's not hmm. a, an individual business. No, absolutely not. Actually, uh, yeah, visionaries need actuators. Hundred <laughs> percent. There was a video I watched the other day that basically said that you want to find somebody that specializes in what they're good at, right? And then you put them in place in your own in your own work, and that's how you keep on growing and keeping your quality there. So that's really where we're at now is finding people what they're good at, putting them into that position, so that way we can continue to grow. And, um, and, you know, I got to tell you, I was a good manager. My managers are better managers than I am. Nice. And that's why they are the managers now, you know? So yeah, you're not, you're not just looking for good people. No, you want the, per the right person in the right job in the right spot at the right time. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So now let's dig a little deeper into that purpose. What is, what is the purpose of your spa and, and how does that impact obviously growth and but how does that impact the client experience? So for me, it was really always a matter of two things. It was, um, I can only help so many people by myself. Um, so finding a space that I felt comfortable to practice, other people as well felt the same way. And then, I mean, again, with the healing aspect, like I got into massage therapy to help pain relief and all of that. And so we've provided spaces now in one way with the, the client who comes in to get the good service and to, you know, whether it be a relaxing facial massage, whatever it might be. Um, and they're leaving happy and they're being taken care of, but then also the staff member that's there and really being able to appreciate and enjoy and have a safe space for them to work and grow and prosper. So that's honestly what I most, I most care about is the fact that we are basically doing it on both ends as an employer and as a place for people to come and find solace and, and peace and whatever they're looking for in their day. Because let's be honest, the world is hectic and hard. So if we can be something that they can really appreciate and look forward to, then that's that's exactly what I want. Well, and Greg earlier mentioned experience, right? These are these are higher level experiences. And, and I think understanding that client experience is vital to providing you know a service that continues to be meaningful and continues to to be satisfying for the, the people um and obviously a spa experience fits but a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about their customer journey what is their customer experience um like today this last weekend obviously southwest is having a terrible customer experience happening and it's <laughs> going to impact their business for probably this entire coming year and and it will be interesting to see how they how they respond because right now they're failing <laughs> and yeah. absolutely we've we've had this discussion all the time that that customer service as a whole is is almost a dying art oh, um, yeah, with with, really with not 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 just customer service but excellent customer service and it's it's really not that much of a challenge to either of us to provide an excellent customer experience um, and if somebody doesn't have a good experience you know we can't get them all right but we want to do whatever we can to make that remedied, whether it's, hey, come in and, and we'll, we'll try something different on you for on the house or we'll, we'll try to help you this way or, or anything like that. We're, we're going to try to go be above and beyond um, to make, you know, everyone feel like they had a, a good, valuable experience. And, and even even so much as just returning phone calls these days is almost you know, a dying art, which is, which is wild to me. Um, somebody that wasn't raised like that, somebody that was raised the, the common courtesy and general respect. Um, but those levels have kind of deteriorated in the world of, you know, you mentioned Southwest, like at the end of the day, I'm just customer 7,593 of the day. They don't, you know, care who Greg kisses and that's understandable. But for a small business, I mean, every single person that walks in and out can, can impact what we do in the future you know, the power of a, a Yelp review or the power of a Facebook post that can spiral out of control and the local, you know, scale of viral. But um, that's that's why we really, we, we pride ourselves in doing the right thing at every point in turn that we can. Nice. I like it. So you mentioned, you mentioned mentors. Um, what, 
does your spa have a specific niche when you started? Do you, do you still have a specific niche? Who's your, who's your ideal client and, and how do you attract them? So we started at Del Sol and I'd say we were probably more of like a, a massage office that offered other things like body treatments and facials. Um, and that was only because of us starting with such a small staff. It was really more or less what the special, like what we specialized in, right? Um, now, fast forward, you know, it's hard to say what our niche is. It's really, we do everything. We have excellent estheticians that do amazing skincare services. We have the float center that, you know, he had gotten up and running and you can, you know, and that's excellent. Um, and that opens up a whole nother um, realm with um, like people who are going through PTSD or having any kind of sensory issues and, and things. And so um, it's I really- I just want to go to get away from the kid noise. Deal. And, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah, and, that too. <laughs> and we can do that for you. <laughs> but it's really just, it's, you know, we've created such great spaces that you can really carry any kind of experience you really want. So- um, and again, same thing. We just, we have a shaman. I mean, I don't know if you know what a shaman is, but she does sound healing and she does something that's called soul cleansing. And, you know, she works with chakra balancing. So you can come and just get a massage or you can get, you know, your soul cleansed. You can lay quiet for an hour in darkness and silence. We have pretty much everything. We have a chiropractor on staff too. He's excellent, you know, and even as far as massage therapists go, I mean, I think I, I think it's about 15 massage therapists now between the two spaces and they all have different um, talents, right? Some are more relaxing and more spa, you know, spa type of massage therapists. And then I have ones that are physical therapist assistants and do like neuromuscular pain relief. So, yeah, I mean, I think as we keep growing, that's kind of where we're at now is that we have these spaces. How many more things can we bring in to each space? So, all of our spaces are well-rounded for somebody, you know? It's it's to the point where we want to be able to curate the services to the needs of the client mm -hmm. instead of just having a few services and go, well, pick these and maybe you'll have a good time. We want to know what you need and then we want to be able to pair you up with the right person that can provide you that. And most things are based on referral, I assume, because you got such great client acquisition and experiences that you don't have to look for people. They're just sharing the news and wonderful experiences with their friends. Yeah, word, and, word and of mouth, that, yeah. that's that's constant. And and uh, you know, beyond that is that we're at we're at the point now where um, I mean, the Newington location is booked out well well in the four to six weeks in advance time period, uh, Glastonbury is catching up, up there too. So it's, it's, it's getting to the point where you can't walk in on a Friday afternoon and say, I'd like a massage. Like I'd, I'd love to provide you with that too, but all of our rooms are full. Um, it, it's, it's a great problem to have. Um, but it's also like another problem to try to solve. So yeah. Hence the third. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The third location is definitely going to be opening us up for more opportunity to see more people. But in in case in point with that is that I come from a place of like, I want to be able to help everybody, right? So when we're booked on a Friday, and I see our schedule is absolutely stacked. And it's amazing to see that, you know, we created this, right? But at the same time, my helping person wants to be like, I can't help you. And I have to just accept that, right? But that's again why we keep expanding. So she's not doing massages in the hallway yet. Not yet. <laughs> Parking <laughs> lots next. <laughs> the sunlight and the or the cold. <laughs> It'll be perfect. We just I, I wish we had a location right on the ocean. We could have like nice calming waves. It'd be great. There you go. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses Heroes of Hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. All right, so how, how has running a business together impacted your relationship? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty good because, I mean, honestly, we're on two different sides of the business. So she works in and on the business. I work on expanding and building her new ones to work in and on. 
So, you know, while she's in Glastonbury for the day, I'm down in Southington, you know, speaking with different contractors and scheduling floor, you know, inspections and, and this and that. So at the end of the day, all it comes down to is the fact that we're both extremely busy people. And then our daughter's schedule on top of that is absolute insanity with the athletics. So really what it comes down to is we've got an extremely busy household. So we've really learned to live our lives to the fact that some days we're going to wake up at six in the morning. We're going to kiss each other goodbye and maybe I'll see you at 10 and we can eat some random leftovers that we have in the fridge, but that's how it's going to be. Um, really, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to spend time together and, you know, have, have a long weekend away and it's, it can just be us or just us and, and our daughter. And we can, we have some really good friends that we travel with like that too, that understand. Um, but in, in terms of affect the relationship, in fact, anything, I mean, if anything, it's brought us closer. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're very good together in the sense that like, like Katie mentioned earlier, she's off running around in her head, thinking about the next two locations and what we can do down here. And, you know, talking about colonizing Mars and we should be the first place on <laughs> Mars. And I'm just trying to bring her back to earth where it's, it's time to stay here. I need to get the floors taken care of in our new location so we can put up walls. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it's, it's really good. It's a good balance because at the same time, you know, if you have my mindset constantly, then when are you going to expand, right? right? And if you have her mindset constantly, you're going to have a lot of empty boxes. So <laughs> it works really well. It, it does. And I'd say too, um, what's been nice is that to his point, again, um, we kind of stay in our own lanes, right? I know what I'm good at. And I know when I'm not, when there's something that I need to like, not be doing. And he is the same way. So, you know, it's pretty few and far between he and I ever tiff on yeah. the business aspect of things. Um, you know, my business partner and I are really good at like figuring out all the day to days. And then he's the magic behind the scenes. Like he said, that's making it all happen for us. Um, we're lucky to have that because we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now without him with hush, because as he said, I have no idea what's going on with the construction at Hush. People ask me all the time, so when's Hush opening? And I'm like, great question. So what's what's the update? I'm like, we have plans, <laughs> you know, but it, it's very it's much more involved. I mean, he got he was just looking at an email right before we jumped on here for that for that location, you know. So um, and I'm happy to be that in the dark person because I got the other stuff to deal with. So yeah, I, 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 I can't give a massage and I don't know how to work the scheduling software. I'm going to keep it that way. But if something's broken, I'll be there to fix yeah, it. Yeah, I'll be there to fix it. <laughs> and it's been cool too, though, because like, again, the flexibility of our, of our schedules is, although we are busy people, like he said, we now can find time with each other and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the normal Saturday, Sunday, and then back to the grind of things. You know, we had dinner out last night because I just happened to be out in Glastonbury doing something with work and he happened to be out there as well. And it was just nice that on a Monday, we're able to just kind of do what we want when we want to, as long as our schedules allow it, which it did last night. <laughs> so on that note, what do you guys like to do for fun that has nothing to do with the office? Oh my God. I, I don't, I don't get the chance to do my fun things. Anymore. So between all that and so our daughter plays um, soccer at the highest national level, so we're always constantly on the go. She's five or six days a week with with soccer, so I'm driving her all over the Which state. You, you love soccer now. Oh though, no, right? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Don't get me wrong. This is my social time at this point. It's it's my that is my fun, which is great. We um, made a lot of good friends in the yeah, soccer community. We made a lot of great friends. Uh, and then so I, be I, careful. I, we we interviewed one guy that he he actually now owns the minor league team in in Minot, North Dakota, because. <laughs> Because they needed the soccer team for their See? daughter to get to the next level. And so that would that would be, that would be, that would be it. That's that's not that's NFL. not out of the question. <laughs> we also so it, so it's we're seasonal too, right? So um, I mean, we like to travel. Um, New England uh, awards us a lot of great places in the summer. We also like to be home a little bit in the summer because we've made our house that way, where it's a nice place to be. But uh, we're snowboarders, so we snowboard. Uh, we actually have a. a vacation coming up in two weeks, I think two ish weeks, mid, mid, mid January, we're going to be in Stowe, Vermont for four nights. So, and all, all three of us snowboard. So those are like kind of the activities we like to do. Um, travel, travel is travel. huge. We love to travel. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to make it out your way uh, next winter. Yep. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, like Katie said, we, we just like to spend a lot of just time together. Um, our, our daughter's 12 and now she's really liking travel and she's loving 
trying different foods here and there. And uh, she keeps telling me that she, she likes to travel. She doesn't want to drive in a car anymore, though. She only wants to take planes. Yeah, she only wants to take planes. So we're creating a monster, oh, really. Great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, at least at least she's got the right idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's good. It's you're, good. And I mean, we're planting traveling. good seeds. We're, we, sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. It really is. How is how is contribution an important part for for your company for you as a family, um, you, for the community or for j just you know giving to others? Maybe it's even your staff or employees. I can speak. Uh, we cut out cancer for like the give backs. So um, I mean, I'm I try my best to be able to volunteer in anything and everything I can. Um, I sit on a board right now for uh, the the for LLS um, for helping with fundraising for cancer um, research. I used to do a lot of volunteer work with Cut Out Cancer before, which is a, a smaller uh, thing in, in Connecticut, which is basically, it was um, a non-for-profit and it was, we would go once a month and do, can, uh, do services on people who are undergoing cancer treatments at that time, um, all volunteer basis. Um, it was every every second Monday of every month. But um, unfortunately with COVID that kind of dwindled a little bit. Um, you know, I sit on the board, I, I'm, in, I'm the Newington Chamber president for the Chamber of Com Commerce. And so I do a lot with that. Um, and that's a lot of where our community-based stuff goes because I do a lot of sponsorships of different events and all of that, try to help other uh, small businesses. Um, you know, it's a good networking, but it's also a good give back. Um, and yeah, so, and of course there's, I actually, with the LLS, um, we were just talking, I was just talking to somebody who, who works on the uh, board the other day, one of the little girls who's, who's going to be done with her treatments around, um, the time of the kickoff of this particular, um, event that we're doing, she wants to do a spa day. So we're going to be facilitating a spa day on the house um, at Eliana for her and her mother to go and, and enjoy. So, I mean, on a small scale, I, we do a lot of community outreach on that. Um, and then, but I'm constantly donating time, money, gift cards to any good cause that we, you know, we were, we were, to. we were out last night for dinner, like she was saying, and we were just, Mm. talking to the, the waitress that was there and obviously you're coming off of the the crazy holiday season where everybody's going crazy and not a lot of people are in the best of moods which is yeah, unfortunate they're they unstaffed so you know we, we don't care we're just hanging out we're in no rush um we'd mentioned that we were right across from the spot that we own so we, we said oh yeah we know we own the spot right across the street so, oh we've been trying to get in there uh scheduling blah blah, blah this and that so katie actually in the middle of it kind of walked over uh got a couple of gift cards and stuck them in their tips and then made them appointments for a couple of weeks from now, but yeah. stuff like that, like all the time, just trying to, just trying to do the next right thing and uh, main, maintain a good level head while trying to, you know, make somebody's day with a little, little gesture. Yeah. I like doing that because again, the smaller aspect of it really, um, really appeals to me making just some, somebody's day better. Right. And that's exactly what we did. What he said last night is those two gift cards got them, got them appointments in a couple of weeks. And then we left before they even got the gift cards. So like, you know, I want to, you know, we call ourselves the spa fairies with that. I do it every <laughs> now and then where I just like hand off. It's like a pay it forward thing. You know, instead of buying coffee at Dunkin' Donuts for the next person, I give gift cards for massages. Nice. <laughs> and, you get to get, and they get two good days that way because you made their day yesterday. And then in a couple of weeks when they come to the spa, they get another great day. Exactly. 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 Nice. So with all the business success you've had, what's one of your biggest challenges? Yeah. Well, it's like kind of like the chicken before the egg. I've noticed with a lot of this kind of stuff with um, building and expanding. Like I, I, I think my biggest problem is always trying to figure out which – which step comes first because a lot of steps come at the same time, you know, um, and just the timing too, you know, just having the time to do it, um, being a working owner and then having the two locations. And then of course, you know, humans are humans, right? There's people that call out and they get sick and, you know, and you're, you're it. Like you, you can't just call out and be sick, right? You're it. You're the one that fixes all the problems. So I'd say those are my bigger challenges. Although again, we have great staff and great managers, so it's not as bad. But um, for me, that's where I'm at. I'm sure Greg will have a little bit of a different no, point of view. I think that the, the constant challenge and the number one thing that needs to remain being focused on, on a point of expansion uh, as always is to maintain 
the level of excellence that you've provided at your current operating businesses mm-hmm. while you're still expanding. I've seen it too many times where, you know, you see it all the time where people get too big too quick um, and they kind of, their quality goes down. You know, you see it in uh, most commonly, I'd say is, is restaurants when, you know, you go from two locations and everything's great. And then all of a sudden you have five, but now people are, aren't, aren't as happy as they were, you know, 10 years ago when they first started coming to you. That's something that, that we really don't want um, at all, obviously. So trying to maintain that by maintaining the focus on keeping everything squeaky clean and all the gears oiled at the places that are already running while, while doing, you know, the new locations and staffing the new locations. I think that's going to be um, one of the biggest challenges coming up. I, I don't think it will be a problem, but I think if you don't see that as a challenge and you don't remain focused on that, that's when that does become a problem. So as long as we're diligent on it, which we're definitely going to be, I don't see it as actually causing an issue. Um, I'm very hopeful for that, but that I think is our, our biggest challenge coming up. Yeah, yeah for I sure. Can, yeah, when you're going from you know, a solopreneur to a company, you know, there's challenges and expansion and are people going to do things the same way? Are, gonna, are you going to do it the right way? And you're putting those systems into place. And then I, I could see that happening again when you're going from a small business and expanding into something that could be... Um, more than you can handle but if you have those systems in place and everybody knows what the you know their role is yeah and there's a there's a procedure to follow and it's it's it should be simple enough where if this happens this is what you do and if this happens this is what you do and you should be able to figure it out but at the end of the day it comes down to trust in those in those putting those people in the right positions because you can't be in three spots at once and i think again that's what their their one of their best skills is hiring the right people so that's that's what makes it you know a lot of a lot of weight off the shoulders when you know you have the right people in the right positions, which is excellent. And that's right, so now I'm curious about the names. So <laughs> where did the names come from? What what are the what are the names for? That's you. So Delsol Spot was actually um, my my um, my business model that I came up with back in massage school for my business class that I took, and ninety um, percent of our grade was to come up with a business plan for, you know, a business. And it was called Del Sol Spa, a spa under the sun. And it was S-O-L instead of S-O-U-L. Uh, so when my business partner and I were like coming up with ideas, I, I, I threw that name out there. I was like, this is what I had for my business plan. She's like, I actually kind of like that. So she ended up saying, well, what if we spell it soul S-O-U-L instead, like mind, body, and soul? I'm like, perfect. So that's where that came from. Went with it. Great. Um, one of the things that was really important to me and to her, our, our businesses, although they are similar and they're the same owners, um, each one has a different, like, like feel to it. So I, my marketing guy loves me, but I was like, I want you to make sure that our spaces feel the same, but they're different. He's (laughs) like, okay. So I'm like, so I'm going to name the second one, a different name, but it's going to be a Delsol spa. And he's like, okay. So when we but were another looking brand. Woo-hoo. right <laughs> so he's like all right and he's he's nailed it i gotta tell you this man every time we come with him to some crazy concept i guess that's why they get paid the big bucks right because he finds a way of of making it work but um but iliana came from it means the daughter of the sun so it was our second location um we are a female owned business so we wanted something that kind of re- represented that and that's what what the name represented was a female owned business and it was the daughter of the sun which is del sol spa the sun third location um again we go off of where we wind up to when we're looking at these names and so this place is going to be really cool because it's got a secret which is going to be a speakeasy bar and lounge um, within the spa that you'd have to find through what Greg's going to build, like a library door, like a bookcase. Um, and so it's going to have more of a masculine vibe. It's very industrial. Um, if there's a lot of like leather and we're going to have barber stations and all of that. So I had to have something kind of like a name that caught, right? Not just for females, males, everybody. And then the secret part. So hush is quite literally be quiet. You're in a spa, right? But also there's a secret, which is the, it's going to be called the den at hush. And that's the secret uh, space that's within the space. It's like a 1920s prohibition era theme. Uh, It's all exposed brick, uh, huge vaulted ceilings that are big beams. Um, It's, it's, you know, 
it's not going to be a, a male spa, but it's going to be more masculine feeling than their other ones. And uh, with everything in there, it just, it, the, the building that it's in is a huge old mill building built in 1820, 1819. Yeah, I was so trying to figure out that. Uh, I think yeah. it is 1820. So um, it's, it's going to be a very unique one. And, and like she said, the, the complete, you know, 1400 square foot little speakeasy that's going to focus on good bourbon, good beer, and just a good, a good way to end a, end a nice evening or, or start one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued and I wouldn't have gone into a massage spa to, for much reason. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm already... you're actually our perfect, our perfect client for this. This is the, that was the idea. Women pretty easy sell on the, on the spa experiences, men, not so much, but we were like, okay, well, if we put some leather, some bourbon, some barber stations. And then you can also go get like a massage and you can bring your wife with you too. You guys can go and have an entire day or, you know, you can just come and quickly get a haircut and have a, have a drink. So you are exactly who we want to kind of open the, the world of self-care to, right? Because you should be getting self-care just because right. you're a man doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing self-care. It's for I'm, everybody. I'm with you. I you know, a float pool and bourbon sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah. Hey, this, this one, this one, we're doing a hydrotherapy uh, circuit. So we have a hot tub into a sauna, into a steam room, into a cold plunge. So you can, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then straight to the bar. So. And then straight to the bar That's afterwards. You, you can detox and then you can fill that liver back up. Right. Now we have a second reason to go back to Connecticut. There you wow. go. Be glad to have you. All right. So what is the big dream? I have a very defined vision for what I want. And that's five, lo five locations. Um, I think that's the number, the sweet spot. And the, and the fourth one is more of a mobile um, concept, but um, the dream really is to get, to get to my fifth location, right. Or which that one's going to be the biggest. And we've done this on purpose where we keep on going, we're going small and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I feel like that's helping us with the quality too. Like figure out how to now run a 65 foot, square foot place, right? If you can do that, then you can open a resort if you wanted to, right? But you don't start with the resort in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so my game plan is hopefully in another 10 years that we have all of our spaces built, right? And they're operating at the same quality as day one with Del Sol. And, um, and then we can kind of like kick back and relax a little bit yeah. and reap the benefits of that. You know, I want to boat, I want to travel a little bit more, you know, and so and that's, that's the, I, I want to live the American dream, right? <laughs> we don't, we, we both don't have that personality to be able to do that. Just be able to start businesses and let them run. So don't, don't let her, don't let her fool you. On We're going to still be immersed in it. I just want to be able to like, you know, you make, you build these things and you put the right people into place. And so there's always going to be complications. I'm not, you know, I'm not that optimistic. In 10 years, you can be partnered with Elon for the one on Mars. So I think, you know, yeah, exactly. well, you know, there you go. You know, but I want to be able to go to the one on Mars for like a month or so and then not worry about the other ones. That's all. Well, and in 10 years, you'll be empty nesting. So you'll have more yeah. time. Sad yeah. times. Yeah. So then I want to be kicking it on a beach in Hawaii, maybe, and, you know, <laughs> and not have to worry about everything going up in flames. Uh, nice. I like it. All right. So you talked a bit about, about mentors um, and, and your role as a mentor, but how have mentors served you in, in your journey? So I think that I've had quite a few mentors over the years, right? Um, and all in different aspects of life um, and, and, and in my career. Um, I would say that um, just being so successful so quickly has probably come from ment mentors, right? People that I've watched and saw what they did and emulated. And again, back to what I said earlier, the things I liked and the things I disliked, I feel like you can learn both of those things from mentors, right? Because yep. like you, like, I, I'm a mentor, right? But I'm not perfect by any means. And I make mistakes. And I'm sure people who ask me for my advice aren't going to necessarily take everything I say. And that's really, I can't really give you like a name of a person over the years, because there's been so many people that I've looked up to and emulated and just taken a couple things from each person and kept on going. Um, I will say, I'm happy that I did 
multiple industries in my industry and did the mentoring and the growing within what we do, because I, I think it would have been a lot more challenging had I just jumped out of massage school and opened up a spa without like doing that, because I think that's what makes me so successful. And that's what makes us so successful is that we both have had good jobs, bad jobs, people that we idolize, people that we didn't idolize and taken everything and kind of like fed that into what we do now. So again, I think that it's more important to build, like pay your dues almost, you know, like there's, there's, there's plenty of time to get to where you, where you need to go. I'm happy. I waited until I did to open up the spaces because I think the mentorship really did help us succeed as far as, as where we are right now. Nice. So what's been the biggest blessing of being in business together and raising your daughter? I'll let you take that one. <laughs> um, honestly, the not, not having a completely set schedule mm. has been beautiful. It's a blessing and a curse though, you know, cause then you go on vacation and you're on a beach and you do get an email, you do get a text message, a phone call, and there's something that you do have to handle. But I will trade having that any day than having to go and, you know, put in a vacation request to go to my daughter's soccer game the next day and then have that denied because we're short staffed and I need to be at work. Well, I can move my schedule around to be able to make that work. Even if that means, you know what, I'm coming home at nine o'clock at night and I'm going to work at 10 to midnight or one o'clock. I've got things to do. I can get it done. I think that the biggest blessing is honestly time. And the fact that a, a, a 24 hour day, is is not completely set in stone you can you know i'm not i'm not punching a clock at nine and leaving at five i uh sometimes i'm working five to nine but it, it's all to make that you know make that uh, make that band concert make that event um be able to leave early on a on a friday to be able to go to new jersey to my daughter's soccer game mm. to be able to be there i mean that's that's the kind of thing that that a lot of people don't get to do and it's huge it's so huge. And also I think too, like another blessing that we've had is like working together with the business has really kind of helped us become more of a team, even at home, like our house is our house and it runs the same way like a business does, right? Whoever gets to whatever they have to get to gets to it. So like, this is our day. This is the, my day, his day and all the things that have to get done. I did a lot and of laundry yesterday. You did a lot of laundry yesterday. <laughs> you did. And honestly, it awarded me to be able to not feel like I had to rush home and be stressed out. And when we got home from dinner and we were able to have a nice afternoon evening you know i didn't feel obligated to do stuff because he was working on all that and then sometimes it's me that does it you know but um i think that again like working together it's a blessing it's helped us with, with a lot of life tools in our marriage and our home as well and then again to what he said being able to just i i almost never miss soccer games um family events things like that because i just can i'm allowed to take my schedule look at it and be like you know what i'm not doing this this day i'm going to this and i can prioritize and he can prioritize what's more important and most important because what's the point of making money and being successful if you can't prioritize the reason you're doing it right well of course spending time and, and just having that flexibility to be there i mean that was my whole goal four and a half years ago, I wanted to be a stay at home grandma because I wanted to be there for my grandkids and to be at those events. Um, and you know, COVID kind of helped that a little bit, but I still had the nine to five. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I mean, that's it's, it's, it's definitely something that, that can't be replaced by anything else. And that's, it's, it's a hundred percent again too. It's not like, not like I'm saying, well, if I don't, I don't, I don't want to work next week. So I don't No, I'm saying more, more or less I can, I can move the work that I need to do. Right. And that's again where where I think people get in trouble too, where they go, oh, I own the business, so I'm not going to work on Tuesday because yeah. I don't feel like it. Uh, we don't do that, and 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 that doesn't work. I don't think. I think the 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 flexibility and, and the, the being able to just move things around is it was life changing because I was I was I didn't have that. You know, since I was 15, I've had a job that I've had to go to at this time at this day, and I've always had that, and that is what it is. So for the first, you know eight years of uh, my daughter's life. If I couldn't make it to something, I couldn't make it to something. Um, yeah. And now just having that availability is it, it's life changing. It is by all means life changing. Yeah. And you can see the difference in her life. I'm sure as well. Oh, of course. And for you too, just like you said, like, I mean, you probably are happier now fast forward that you're able to spend so much time with your grandkids <laughs> and do that because again, that's what's the most important part of life. Right. 
oh, of course. supposed to provide you the life that you want. So right. <laughs> all right. Theoretically. So, yeah, of course. I mean, that's I mean, you build the business to support the life that you're wanting to live. Um so as we close, we'd like to ask you guys to share your words of wisdom with the listeners. What would you say? I mean, I think that, you know, even though I was thinking about this when you said this, like I work more now than I ever did when I was employed. Um, but make sure you're doing something that you're passionate about, no matter if you are in an entrepreneurial um, place like we are, whether you are working a nine to five, whatever it is that you are doing, make sure that the thing that you're doing the majority of the day makes you happy because if you're miserable, it goes, it goes out everywhere else. And, you know, I'm very lucky that I do what I love every single day um, because that's what I think is part of the success. If you are not passionate and you're, then how are you supposed to be driven in something? Right. So my takeaway, I guess, is, you know, keep, keep your head up, pay attention to yourself find something you're passionate in doing and hopefully you can also be successful in it as well enough where it actually helps you with the rest of your life. So that's my takeaway. I'd say. I'm not going to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and Katie, thank you so much for joining us and sharing so much about your journey and experience. I know that I gleaned a ton of value and I know our listeners did as well. Thank, thank you, you for so having much. us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It was great. We enjoyed it. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Karen Roberts shares her gritty, accidental entrepreneurial journey with Robert Noel. Like many others, she got it wrong more than she got it right, but kept moving forward and improving. It's important to say yes to things and then figure it out. The entrepreneurial journey is a crucible of personal growth. And she learned that no one is teaching coaches and therapists how to go from giving away their services to attracting paying clients who love them.